Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm living my best life because I'm about to go off to the beach after I record this. Yes, it is winter in Australia, but despite that, the weather is just on fire today. It is bright, it is sunny, and it is so warm. So you know what? We're headed to the beach club and we're going to absorb some of that good old vitamin D. I feel like when you're a bit down or you're feeling unmotivated or lethargic, spending time in the sun just literally recharges you. I hope I'm not the only one that feels that way. The sun absolutely rejuvenates me energetically. When I'm not feeling my best self and I go outside and get some sunlight, I literally feel like Cinderella after the fairy godmother transforms her into a princess. It's the same vibe, and while I'm not physically walking away in a ball gown, I do feel like I've undergone an energetic glow up. And you know what? I'd argue that that's better than a physical makeover any day of the goddamn week. As you know, I like to start every episode with something I'm grateful for in my life. This week, I am thankful for finding my dog Dax an airline-approved crate so he can travel home to Australia. He'll be flying from L.A. to Melbourne on September 3rd, and then he's going to spend one month in quarantine there in Melbourne before he can come to Sydney. The process of getting any pet into Australia is an absolute shit show. It takes months and months and months just to get the right approvals, and then you have to get a reservation in quarantine, and there is only one facility in the whole of Australia. And then after you do all of that, There are a dozen vet appointments that have to happen to make sure he's given the right vaccines and medication and also to make sure he gets the right testing before travel. It is the most rigorous process I've ever seen in my life. And up until recently, the airline-approved crates for canine travel have been sold out everywhere for big dogs. And I was absolutely panicking because if the crate isn't airline-approved, he cannot get on the plane. And finally, I found a company who just restocked their supply and I was able to order the crate and have it delivered and assembled. And I am so, so, so grateful. I feel like it was one of the lost pieces of the puzzle that fell into place and I'm so relieved. I'm also so thankful for my ex who has been helping me navigate all of these hurdles and who has been taking care of Dax and taking him to those vet appointments in the meantime. It has been a super challenging, costly, and intense experience. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that I will be living in Australia with Dax forever until the end of his life because I cannot do this again. 
And on that note of hope and positivity, let's get into today's topic. Today, we're talking about how to start exploring shadow work. And if you've never heard about shadow work before, don't worry, we're going to get you up to speed real quick. So what is shadow work? Shadow work is a concept rooted in the psychology of Carl Jung, and it's all about embracing every part of ourselves, the good, the bad, and the somewhat awkward. It's kind of like acknowledging the elephant in the room, only the room is in your mind and the elephant is what Jung would call your shadow self. So what's the shadow self? It's essentially those parts of us that we've pushed aside, ignored, or just straight up denied. We've all got them. It could be that quick temper you inherited from your dad but try to keep in check, or the pang of jealousy you feel when your friend lands a promotion instead of you, even though you smile and congratulate her. It could be that habit of procrastinating on important tasks or those insecurities that pop up when you least want them to. Those are all a part of your shadow self. Now, you might be thinking, hold up, that doesn't sound like fun, I don't want to get into that, and you'd be right. Shadow work is not a picnic in the park, but it's important, and here's why. Imagine you're driving a car. It'd be dangerous if you didn't acknowledge your blind spots, right? The same goes for your shadow self. Ignoring these traits doesn't make them go away. They're still there, influencing your reactions, your actions, even your self-image, usually in ways that don't benefit you. It's like they're in the driver's seat of your life, and trust me, you do not want them there. Shadow work isn't about feeling bad about those traits that society has deemed less favorable. It's about taking back control. It's about saying, okay, I see you, I might not love you, but you're a part of me and I need to understand you better. It's about exploring why these traits are there, how they influence your life, and finding ways to manage them. This process is definitely challenging, but it's also empowering. It's about understanding yourself more deeply and becoming the best version of yourself. Now remember, shadow work isn't about getting rid of these traits or emotions. That is not the goal here. They're a part of you, and it's about acknowledging and understanding them so that they stop pulling the strings behind the scenes. In the end, shadow work is about creating a more authentic, self-aware, and balanced you. So even though it's tough, it's definitely worth considering as part of your personal development journey. You'll be amazed at how much more in tune with yourself you feel and the newfound control you have in steering your own life. That's the real power of shadow work. So why do we care about shadow work? Let's talk about this in the context of the universal laws. We're going to start with the law of correspondence. And sometimes we refer to this as the law of mirrors. This law states that your external world mirrors your internal world. So how does shadow work tie in with this? Well, when we think about our shadow self, these are the parts of us that are hidden in our inner world. Their fears, their insecurities, their suppressed emotions, and we don't necessarily want to deal with them. According to the law of correspondence, these internal aspects can manifest in our external reality in ways we might not consciously realize. For instance, if you have a deep-seated fear of rejection, that's part of your shadow self, and that could manifest in your external world as avoiding situations where you might be rejected like not applying for that job you want or not asking someone on a date. 
By doing shadow work, we bring light to these internal shadows, acknowledge them, and understand them better. And in doing that, we can shift the way they influence our behaviors and then change our external reality. Let's stick with this fear of rejection example. Once you've acknowledged and explored this fear, you might understand that it stems from a past experience. Recognizing this allows you to reassess that fear in your present life. You might not realize that you're no longer the same person who experienced that past rejection, and you've grown stronger since then. And with that understanding, you might feel more confident to take a risk, like applying for the job or asking that person on the date. Shadow work is also tied to the law of polarity. And remember, the law of polarity suggests that everything in the universe is a dual. Everything has a pole or opposite. And it's the difference between these opposites that allows us to understand and experience our own reality as we see it today. Think about hot and cold, up and down, left and right, light and dark. These pairs of opposites are not separate, isolated phenomena, but rather two extremes of the same thing. They exist on a spectrum. Applying this law to our personal experiences and inner world, we begin to understand that our emotions and behaviors and traits, they all exist on a spectrum just like this. For instance, on one end of the spectrum, you might identify as patient and understanding and generous, qualities that we often associate with our light or conscious self. However, the law of polarity suggests that there's an opposite or shadow end of the spectrum. This is where shadow work comes into play. It's an exploration of this other end, where the traits we consider negative, like impatience, misunderstanding, or selfishness, where those things reside. Remember, these shadow traits, they're not bad in themselves. They're simply the other end of the spectrum. Yet, the parts of ourselves that we often neglect, ignore, or outright deny are these parts because they don't align with our ideal self-image. But to truly understand ourselves, we have to acknowledge that this polarity is within all of us. Say you're generally a generous person, but under stress, you can become quite selfish, prioritizing your own needs over others. Instead of pushing this observation away because of guilt or shame, shadow work encourages you to explore it. And by exploring it, I mean asking yourself some follow-up questions like, why does stress trigger this response in me? What am I afraid of losing? Is there any past experience that influences this behavior? And as you ask these questions, you start to understand the root cause of those reactions. And you might even discover past experiences or hidden fears that are driving these behaviors. And once you are aware and understand these triggers, they have less power over you and you can address them more consciously. Perhaps you'll develop coping strategies for stress, work on expressing your needs without feeling guilty, or learn to ask for help when you're feeling overwhelmed. And by doing this, you're not only bringing light to your shadow traits, you're also creating a more harmonious balance between the different parts of yourself. There's less conflict. And in understanding and integrating these polarities within you, you allow for a fuller, more authentic self-expression. And shadow work allows us to acknowledge that our strength lies not just in those light parts of ourselves, but also in our shadow. And that's a powerful step towards personal growth and self-awareness, integrating both of these poles on the spectrum. We are halfway through now, and I want to pause here for a brief moment and ask you to take the next 30 seconds to help me out. 
While we're awaiting a sponsor, I'm taking the opportunity to promote our podcast even more. This podcast grows most rapidly through the number of reviews on Apple Podcasts and the number of star ratings on Spotify. I'd like to ask you, yes, you, to take a moment and rate, review, and of course, subscribe. You can leave a rating and review on Apple by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page. On Spotify, you can leave a star rating at the top of the show page under the show description. I'm giving you 10 more seconds to help me out, and then we'll be back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so much. It helps me more than you know. And we're back. So how has shadow work benefited me in my life? When I think back on my college years, one night in particular stands out, but not for the reasons that I like. I had a best friend travel a really long way to come visit me. She was all hyped up. She was ready to dive headfirst into this quintessential American college experience. And I was so excited that she was there and that we could spend that time together. We ended up at a party. It was loud. There was a lot of music. It was super fun. Lofter, dancing, all that kind of vibrant energy you only really get at a college bar. My friend was having a blast. She was just thrilled to be there and thrilled to be part of it all. I should have been there with her, relishing that fun and making memories. And I was until this guy I was into asked me to leave and go to a house party with him. And like flipping a switch, my tension shifted. In the midst of this packed bar with music and lights and all of it, with my friend caught up in all the excitement, I decided to go off with him. I left my friend at the bar, surrounded by my friends but unfamiliar faces to her, while I pursued my own interests. I remember her calling me after a while to come back, and of course I did, and we spent the rest of the night together, but looking back, I can't believe I did that. I had my friend who had just come all of this way to see me, to experience college life with me, and I just left her. It's a hard pill to swallow, realizing that I could be that selfish and that inconsiderate. And for a long time, this memory has had a lot of power over me, and I beat myself up over it, feeling guilty and ashamed of my selfishness and ingratitude at that moment. That was before I discovered shadow work, and it turned my perspective upside down. Instead of burying this memory and beating myself up over it, I started to look at it with curiosity. I began to see it as a window into a part of myself I hadn't acknowledged before. A shadow self that could be selfish and neglectful, prioritizing my own desires over those who cared about me. At first, it was uncomfortable and almost painful to accept that part of me. But then I realized something profound. This awareness, even though it was super uncomfortable, was the first step in reclaiming control and finding that balance within me. I started asking myself hard questions like, why did I leave my friend that night? What was I seeking from that guy that was so important? As I dug deeper, I began to understand the motivations and desires that drove those actions. And I wasn't proud of what I found, but understanding it helped me to start making changes. And today, I can confidently say that I've grown so much from that person that was in that college bar. I've learned to acknowledge when that selfish stride takes control and have developed strategies to manage it better. 
I found ways to balance my own desires with the needs of others that are important to me to ensure that I don't repeat those same mistakes. My journey with shadow work has not been easy, but it has been one of the most rewarding, enlightening, and transformative experiences of my life. It's shown me that by facing our shadows, we can learn from them, grow, and ultimately become a more authentic version of ourselves. And it's also shown me that if we continue hiding these parts of ourselves away and burying them deep down in the back of our minds, we will never truly be able to evolve from that version of ourselves. Now, I'm sure some of you have heard about or were familiar with shadow work before this episode. And some of you may know that it does sometimes get a bad rep. People hear about delving into their darker sides, their hidden fears, these insecurities, and it can sound pretty intimidating, maybe even a bit scary. Who wants to willingly dive into the parts of themselves they've spent a lifetime trying to ignore or suppress? This fear stems from our instinctive desire to always present the best parts of ourselves, to uphold the image we want others and even ourselves to see. Our society often encourages us to always be positive, to brush off the negative, and so we shun our shadows, afraid that they might taint our self-image. But the thing about shadow work is that it's not about dwelling on the negative or becoming consumed by these darker traits. It's about bringing awareness and understanding to all aspects of ourselves. It's about acknowledging that we're complex and we have a full range of emotions, behaviors, and characteristics. And yes, that includes traits that we might not be particularly proud of. There's something incredibly empowering about that. By shining a light on our shadows, we can start to understand why we think, feel, and behave the way we do. It enables us to address the root causes of our reactions and behavior rather than just dealing with the surface level. Facing our shadows can be challenging, no doubt. It requires 100% transparency, honesty, courage, and willingness to face that and sit with the discomfort. But it's not something to fear. On the contrary, it's an act of self-love and acceptance. It's about saying, this is all of me and all of me is okay. And in my book, that's something to be embraced and not feared. And let me tell you, we all have these traits on the opposite end of the spectrum. And if someone is trying to tell you they don't have those things, it's a lie. They're, they're not ready to deal with them themselves, and so they're continuing to bury and hide those parts of themselves. But they exist within every single one of us. It's what it means to be human. So how can you get started with shadow work? Let's go through some steps. First one, set an intention. So before beginning any journey, it's crucial to understand why you're doing it. Ask yourself, why do you want to do shadow work? What do you hope to achieve? And your intention could be as simple as wanting to understand yourself better or seeking to change those certain behaviors. Number two, create a safe space. Shadow work can bring up uncomfortable feelings, so it's important to create a safe, judgment-free zone. And this could be a physical location where you feel secure or a mental space where you just give yourself permission to feel and experience your emotions without judgment. Number three. Start journaling. Journaling is a fantastic tool for shadow work. Start by writing about situations where you reacted in a way you're not proud of or feelings you typically avoid or suppress. Ask yourself 
why you behave that way and what it says about you. Be honest and remember this is for you. It's not for anyone else. No one else is going to see this and there's no need to sugarcoat anything. Number four, practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is about being present and observant of all of your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And this can help you become more aware of your shadow aspects as they emerge into your daily life. And as you become more observant, you'll likely notice other traits you've been suppressing that you weren't aware of when you were initially journaling. And that's okay. It's all part of the process. Number five, be patient and kind to yourself. Shadow work is a process, and it can sometimes be uncomfortable. Remember to be patient with yourself, practice self-love, and kindness. It's okay to take it slow, and it's perfectly fine to take breaks when things get too intense. Number six, seek professional help if needed. While shadow work is a personal journey, sometimes it helps to have a professional guide, like a therapist or a life coach, especially when you're dealing with this deep-seated trauma or extremely negative self-beliefs. Don't hesitate to ask for help and seek it if you need it. And the last thing I want to say before we wrap up is that in the work that I've done and my experience, awareness is 90% of the hard part of the journey. So once you're aware of it and you can see those traits within yourself, you're giving them less power and control over yourself. Just being aware and identifying those traits. and That might be a little bit easier as a place to start than some of the other things we're talking about, like journaling. So if that's all you do, just sit down and start to reflect and identify some of these traits. That's a huge first step. And I think it's 90% of the work. Okay, friends, thanks for sticking with me through today's episode. I know it was a little bit more intense than usual, but I wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't important. If you want to join our community of amazing wellness witches, please hop over to Instagram and give us a follow at Heal Yourself with L-O-A. That's Heal Yourself with L-O-A. L-O-A as in the law of attraction. All the other social links and contact details are in the show notes if you need them. And that's all for today, witches. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.